Hi, I'm David Charles Rodriguez, director of Neymar the Perfect Chaos. And it's a real honor to be on Factual South America, I guess, on this episode. Breaking news is a world record deal for Neymar. 222 million euros. Peso ainda é absurdo. C'est você, mas eu tô pronto pra festa, foda-se. C'est un joueur, il simule trop, il se prend trop pour une star, il a trop pris la grosse tête. Por mais que você possa falar assim, eu sou pai, não é uma gestão fácil. Uma amiga, você fala que eu faço um monte de merda? Por quê? Por isso? Não, mas qual é a minha opinião? Eu não gosto de contradição. Eu nem sei nem falar. This is Factual America. We're brought to you by Alamo Pictures, an Austin and London-based production company making documentaries about America for international audiences. I'm your host, Matthew Sherwood. Each week, I watch a hit documentary and then talk with the filmmakers and their subjects. This week, it is my pleasure to welcome the award-winning filmmaker David Charles Rodriguez, the director of the Netflix docuseries Neymar, The Perfect Chaos. The name says it all. The film documents the rise to footballing glory of Neymar Jr., one of the best soccer players in the world. Neymar's path has not been without its setbacks, challenges, and controversies, as most of you will know. But in the process of telling Neymar's story, David also shines a light on fame, celebrity, and fatherhood in a social media age. David, welcome to Factual America. How are things with you? Everything's great. Um, yeah, Neymar, The Perfect Chaos, our, our, our series, was released this morning. So it's been a pretty crazy day, but um, really fun to finally share it with the world. Yeah, well, I'm glad you have, and congratulations on, on that achievement. Uh, yes, it's, uh, we're recording this on January 25th. Uh, so yes, the uh, Neymar, The Perfect Chaos has just started streaming on Netflix, and it's a three-part docuseries and highly recommend you give it a watch. Um, I mean, it sounds like a silly question, given the, the name uh, of the film, but uh, uh, maybe you can give us a little uh, synopsis or tell us what Neymar the film is all about. Absolutely. Well, Neymar, the, the, the athlete, is you know one of the greatest and highest paid uh, football players of, of all time. You know, mm-hmm. in, the, in America, it would be soccer players players um but also one of the most controversial which you'll understand mm-hmm. when you when you see the series um the series really focuses on you know he's he's someone that is always in the media and always on social media um so it was a real challenge to mm-hmm. find another angle in and really show a side of him that hasn't been shared before and and that was really the the goal of of making the series and and i, I feel really proud of what we accomplished you really get a uh, up close and personal mm. relationship with Neymar and the re- relationship between him and his father, who's also his business manager. And um, yeah, that's, that's really the heart and soul of the show is, is just, you get to meet Neymar, the, the person more than, yeah. than in any other instance in his career. Well, you just, I mean, that was one of the things I was going to ask you, the challenges of making a, um, uh, a film about an iconic personality who's, basically grown up on social media in front of our eyes. Uh, And so, but as you said, you wanted to focus in on things that maybe people didn't know about or get to the essence of who Neymar is. I mean, what, what are we going to see? If you go a little more detail, what are we going to see that maybe we haven't seen before? Even for those people who've been following him on social media all these, all these years. I think, 
I think you get to meet him, you know, as a person more than anything. And, and obviously this, the inner workings of, of him as a brand and as a business through his father are also things that aren't really very public and, and they really kind of open themselves up to this experience. Um, obviously all of this, you know, we, we followed him during the 2019, 2020 season, yeah. uh, which was, you know, full of ups and downs. Um, but that was a, a kind of a bridge to be able to tell, you know, his career and, and also mm. a little study on his legacy moving forward. Um, so, so it's a mix of, of you know, of a very fresh, um, never before seen moments and footage and stories um, with some key moments that really show you um, how he got to where he is right now. Yeah. And, and what you've spent all this time with him, like you said, the 2019, 20 season with its ups and downs. Um, I mean, what was your experience? What, what drives him when, and, and what is he like you know, f- from a, from a filmmaker standpoint, especially? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, in my work on, on anything I do, I, I really try to go in with no preconceived notions. Um, mm-hmm. Even if I have any, I'll leave them at the door. And it's like meeting yeah. a person for the first time. Right. And, and with him, I was pleasantly surprised at, at how quickly we were able to create that connection and how he trusted my process mm-hmm. and really was his true self. You know, I think I also got lucky that I found him in a moment in his life where he was ready to, to, to bear all and to really mm. share his essence. Um, and I think he understood that this documentary format and Netflix were the right platform, was the right platform mm. to be able to do that, right? Because you can't really do that in a sports interview or either on right, social media. Right, yeah. uh, I think once he understood my approach and, and you know, once he, he caught onto the, the types of questions I was asking him, mm. I think it really understand the type of movie that we were making and it was nothing that he's ever really experienced before you know as an Mm. athlete or as a celebrity um so yeah so you know the thing that surprised me about him is is actually his demeanor you know he's very sweet very soft-spoken quite shy um his persona you know on in his day-to-day life is is i don't know i don't want to say different but it's it's a Mm. different tone of you see you know, whether it's his explosive genius on the field mm. or his you know, celebrity, um, you know, party vibe on social media. Right. I mean, doesn't his father even describe him as naive, I think, or, or something similar to that, to that effect? And, and it's interesting, you know, you can, if, if, if you're watching the series as a skeptical, you can kind of cringe at that moment, mm. but I can guarantee you that that is... That is very true. You know, he is, I, I think there, it's a little more nuanced than the term naive. I think naive yeah. is a little bit um, too straightforward. Yeah. I think he's really authentic. You mm. know, he grew up, his first big contract, I think his first million was around 12, between 12 and 14. And, and he was already, you know, he was already a celebrity in his hometown when he was nine yeah. years old. Yeah. So you kind of grew up in that environment um, and what I think was really awesome about him is that he really preserved his essence um, throughout this whole time. And I feel like after all the setbacks he had, you know, from 2017 to 2019, that really helped reground him. And, and, and I think he looked back in his heart and 
capture that essence. And, and a big part of that essence too is his, you know, he really loves to play football, you know, yeah. like that's yeah. really, you know, you drives him. That's literally, I know it sounds very simplistic, but that's literally what drives him is, is he loves to play. You know, mm-hmm. he obviously, you know, like people like LeBron or Jordan or even yeah. Kobe, they all win, right. They're like hyper competitors. He also has right. that in him and his, but I think even above that, he just loves to play like any moment is a, is a moment for him to play, you know, whether it's, you know, playing football, um, you know, beyond his practice, but also playing video games or card games with his friends. Yeah. Right. Like the idea of, of playing a game is, is just, um, it is him. Yeah. I mean, I think you've uh, like, it, just to reiterate what you're saying as someone who's now, who has seen the series, um, uh, and thank, thank you, Netflix. I didn't have to binge watch it today to, to get through the whole thing. I was able to see it over the last few days. But, uh, um, you know, that, that episode three, this where you, you're, ca- you, you're very fortunate as a filmmaker. You're capturing him at a very interesting time in his life when he's, uh, as you say, I think he's getting back in touch with who the true Neymar Jr. is, it seems like. And that whole scene with him... You know this horrible situation we've all been in with COVID and everything, but he he refin- he finds himself again is in his love for football. Even Mbappe talks about seeing him coming back on the training pitch and how they all football is this refuge for them. It's what they all love to do. Yeah, um, you know, it, every filmmaker's dream or or or, or their hope is to show their main character's transformation, right? Or to find a transformational right. moment in their lives, right. right? Or in their careers or whatever that you're showing, right? Mm-hmm. And 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 we, we really lucked out with the fact that we were able to capture, you know, in a, in a, you know, he's turning 30 this year, but in a strange way, his coming of age, right? Yeah. It, it is quite a coming of age story where, you know, even in the press and in social media, um, you know, when I started filming, they would call him, you know, Neymar Jr. or, or um, you know, or Neymar the kid. Yeah. And by the time we finished filming, you know, it became yeah. a, a hashtag and a whole thing during the Champions League that it was adult nay. Um, even the New York yeah. Times wrote a really great article about how he finally came into his own, Yeah, you know. And, um, you know, some people may say that's a little bit later in life, but realistically, when you have the type of life he has, it's, mm. you know, it is, it is the right time for him. You yeah. know, this is a very weird, but I, I, there's a movie I really love. It's a small, it's an independent film from the nineties uh, by Rebecca Miller called personal velocity. And, and yeah. um, what film really shows is that we can't compare ourselves to other people. We, yeah. we, we achieve, in our lives at different ages, you know? Yeah. And I feel like for Neymar, this was his coming of age. This was his um, consecration um, mm. into adulthood. Yeah, that's very interesting. And I think it's what I also found interesting um, uh, because as you said, it's, you know, he's just Neymar now. But for those of us who've been following football for a while, we do know, remember him as, first of all, as Neymar Jr. And obviously where there's a junior, there's a senior. And as you've <laughs> said already, there's, uh, you know, the man behind the player. Um, it's not something I think that's another thing, as you've already said, many of us would not have necessarily seen before. And I found his father very interesting and compelling. 
on on many different levels, and as you're capturing this father son dynamic, and actually three generations really because of his Neymar's son, uh, Neymar Junior's son, but uh, um, you know, he, even he's constantly makes reference to the hero, and you know whether it's comic book heroes or whatever he's got. I mean, this guy who's I don't know his background, but he was a foot, you know, he, he himself was a footballer and, uh, but he's, he's definitely got an eye for the story and the story arc and things like that, which I found very interesting. Yeah. Um, you know, Neymar senior, it, we could have easily portrayed him like a Britney Spears father character, yeah, yeah, yeah. but, but that's just not true. He's way more complex and way more interesting and, yeah. and, and way more unique of a story, you know, like this guy, you know, there, there's a, there's many rags to riches stories in, in sports history, you know, and, and Neymar's story is, is exceptional, not unique. Um, his father's story is very unique. You know, mm -hmm. his father went from being, you know, uh, almost amateur player, like a semi-pro player, failed mm -hmm. semi-pro player, to then a bricklayer, which in Brazil is is really the lowest paying job you can ever have, yeah. to only 10 years later making the biggest deal in sports history when he went from Barcelona to PSG. Mm -hmm. the, the the level, the, 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 the velocity of learning that this guy has mm -hmm. and how he's able to apply himself, it, I've, I've really never seen anything um, like that before. And, you know, of course he is brash and, and he has his shortcomings, you know, um, he can be you know, somewhat of a bulldozer at times and, you know, and, and, you know, in, in the lines between being a father and a manager blur all the time, mm. you know, and, and as of his continuous and just overwhelming success, you know, with mm. his, you know, Neymar as a brand and then as a professional athlete, you know, the father taking care of this career, it really created a distance between them um, just by the, the nature of things, you know, mm. it's, it's just very hard. I do believe that in his heart, he, he wants the best interests for his son. Um, but, you know, there's always that thin line between, you know, your interests and then the interests of the person that you're working with. Yeah. Right. And, and that's, and, and, and that's a very thin line that we really tried to, to tread on and just show the nuances and complexities. Um, but even through this process um, of that year and of Neymar's maturing, I think the father also grew a lot and understood that mm -hmm. for him to be able to rescue that relationship with his son, he would have to um, let go of certain and, and, and really give Neymar um, a bigger stage to, to, to his own life and, and, and career, hmm. you know? Um, yeah. I'm, it's, I mean, I on for hours talking about the dad, but it, he's a really fa fascinating character. Um, they do, they do deeply love each other. Yeah. Um, but that love, you know, sometimes gets expressed in, in ways that aren't that fun. And, <laughs> and, 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 and we captured those. Well, that's a lot of families though, isn't it? I mean, but, but as you said, he's extremely unique. Uh, I mean, maybe if you don't mind, you say you talk about him for hours, if you don't mind spending a few more minutes on him, I mean, maybe putting this in context, we're not just talking about even just acting as his manager. I mean, he's created this whole sports marketing business, hasn't he, around, that's just solely about Neymar. I mean, how many people does he employ? It's tens, 30 something, uh, or something like that. It's amazing. Yeah, I mean, at the time we were filming, I think he had 140 employees. Oh my goodness! <laughs> yeah, no, it's oh, it's, wow. it's it's it's, and it's instinct. You know, he he took 
a few courses along the way. He said yeah. something to me. I don't know if it's in the series, but it really stuck with me. He was like, when Neymar was, you know, I think when Neymar made his first contract, yeah, he he had other managers and stuff, and the, but the dad was always shattering those managers and learning from them. Hmm. And he said, I quickly realized that if I, if I want to help my son and be a part of his life, I'm going to have to evolve just as quickly as he will as a, mm. as a professional manager, as him, as an athlete. And, and, and they really um, grew together, you know, and, mm. and obviously not a straight line and there's a lot of ups and downs in that, but, but that's a really fascinating um, story. Yeah. No. And which you, which you bring to bring to the screen and which we see, I mean, um, like you said, it's a, well, people have to watch it, but I mean, it's, 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 it's not, I mean, we could talk about it for hours and people wouldn't necessarily get the right idea, at least for me, because it's, it is very, it's complicated, but it's also much more than, it's certainly not Britney Spears' dad. It's certainly, you know, it's more than the, the Williams sisters uh, and tennis uh, parents. Uh, um, he's, I mean, it comes out a few times. He's, whatever you think, he is trying to create this, security for his son that's going to outlive his his soccer playing days which uh and namor seems to i think there's that father-son tension always there but he seems to appreciate that at least on some level absolutely you know i I can go as far as saying that you know he he is a visionary in in sports marketing Mm. you know like pretty incredible you know I, i i was very fortunate um I have a whole other career that, um, you know, I've worked a lot in advertising and with yeah. brands and work. I have, I've been lucky to work with Steve Jobs at Apple and, and with Brian wow. Chesky at Airbnb yeah. and especially with Brian Chesky very closely and um, Neymar's dad in his own Brazilian way, yeah. Yeah. you know, fine way has, they, they have a lot of similarities, you know, and, and me and him talk a lot about that. And, and, and I think that's why we got along very well because he, he knew that, I was able to appreciate his, you know, his, his vision as a, as a businessman, you know? Okay. Um, I think that brings us to a good point to uh, give our listeners a little break. Uh, so we'll be right back with David Charles Rodriguez, the director of Neymar, the perfect chaos streaming now on Netflix as of January 25th. If you enjoy factual America, check out the movie maker podcast. That's all one word movie maker where our friends at MovieMaker.com interview everyone from filmmakers just breaking in to A-listers like David Fincher and Edgar Wright about their movie-making secrets and behind-the-scenes tricks of the trade. They go deep and let the guests speak uninterrupted to get you the most film insight. Now back to Factual America. Welcome back to Factual America. I'm here with award-winning director David Charles Rodriguez. The film is Neymar, The Perfect Chaos out now on Netflix. Uh, we were just talking about, uh, you know, we we're talking about your uh, discussions with his uh, Neymar's father. Um, how did how did this project come about? Did the family approach Netflix? How did this uh, all get get started? Yeah, um, I'll start with with how kind of I got into it, and then you okay, can that. Um, I was working uh, with my dear friend, Ricardo um, Viramontes, who is the head of creative at Spring Hill. Okay. Um, we were 
we were doing a series on basketball players and their tattoos completely unrelated to this. Um, and suddenly out of the blue, um, you know, through LeBron and Maverick's relationship with Neymar, Mm. um, they sent us, you know, this opportunity and said, Hey, um, you know, Netflix signed a deal with Neymar and Neymar really wants to work with you guys because he really likes, you know, um, uninterrupted in Spring Hills mm. kind of way of telling athlete stories, right? Their, their, mm. their value is more than an athlete, right? And, and, and they were very interested mm. in that. Mm. Um, and, and I just happened to be there at the time. And, and I really, you know, my, I'm, I'm not a typical sports person. You know, I played basketball and I, yeah. you know, I grew up in so I, you know, you inherently know all things about football. Yeah. Um, I'm not a sports fanatic, um, mm. but I, and I really helped um, craft an angle and, and show a more broader picture of things that you don't necessarily have to be a sports fan to, to really like this series, mm. you know? And I think that's what made the difference and, and got us to starting the production on this. Um, that, I was going to ask you later, but you know, you, you mentioned uh, uh, LeBron James. I mean, uh, uh, maybe you could say a little bit more about uh, his uh, his company. I know he's got an exec producer role on on this film, and uh, and then also Neymar himself obviously has an affinity for you know basketball, and and uh, I think he was wearing LeBron's jersey on a few occasions in the in the film. Uh, it's an inter- is, is a interesting relationship, but what what's it like working with uh, LeBron James on a on a film? Yeah. You know, I'm a huge fan of Spring Hill and 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 what yeah. they believe in. And they do things, and and they have a really strong team of people. You know, from Jamal Henderson to Matt, mm-hmm. um, and Ricardo, and 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 you know, and Devin, and many other, and Phil, and many other um, executives that I work mm-hmm. more closely with. Um, then you have LeBron and Maverick, you know, who run yeah. the show, and and what they really do is they open the doors for us, and and they make sure that the quality mm-hmm. is at the highest level. You know, and, 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 and I think of my experience working with them is, is, is really their belief and their trust and their support throughout the process. You know, everything we needed and, and, and wanted to make this successful, they, they helped us uh, make it happen, you know, which is the, the, the dream role for, for an executive producer, I guess. Yeah. And I guess, uh, with them on board, as you say, uh, when you ring up, uh, David Beckham or Messi or Suarez or whoever, I guess, and tell them you're making a uh, Neymar doc, I guess they say yes. <laughs> no questions yeah. asked, isn't it? You know, between them and Neymar, you know, that was very helpful. And, and I would love to mention also, this was a co-production with Campfire. Um, okay. You know, they've been doing a lot of great work for Netflix and other streamers in the doc right. space. And my producer, Cecilia, and Ross Gerard and Ross Dinnerstein um, also, you know, did everything they could humanly possibly do. Mm. And, and obviously, you know, in the post-production side, Make Make and Angus Wall and Will Z um, were able to, you know, get our thousands of hours of footage and shape it into something um, mm. that, you know, I'm quite proud of, to be honest. Well, I definitely think you should be. Um, and, and while we're still talking uh, tangentially uh, about basketball, I guess, uh, I think another element there, you were talking about this sort of, um, well, coming-of-age story, in, in essence, Um is the uh, we we talked about COVID? We talked about things, but Kobe Bryant's untimely death seems to have had a big, big. At least this way it looks to me while watching it that that had a big impact on on Neymar. Is that fair enough to say? 
Yeah. I mean, you brought up something that um, I didn't really know about Neymar, which I love because I'm a basketball um, fan as a player. Um, you know, he's all those wearing those jerseys is what he does. It's totally unprompted. It has nothing. Even when the camera was off, he was, you know, doing yeah. that. That's his thing. He really loves basketball and, and, and the players and his friends with many of them. Um, and he had worked with Kobe before. They weren't close friends, but no. I think Kobe, Kobe and Jordan are actually, I think even more than Pelé are really his benchmarks and his mm. inspiration. You know of what of what modern co- competitiveness yeah. means, yeah. and about what it to be at the highest level. You know, and obviously Messi, I guess, right? I would I would put Messi, yeah. Yeah. Um, see Kobe and Jordan as probably the top three main influences for Neymar, and and I think you know we were all together in Paris filming um, when when the tragedy happened and, and Kobe passed away, and and that was really the. I don't want to say the start, but, but like the, the moment that I saw the greatest shift mm. in him realizing his own mortality and also realizing that, you know, he's, he is a full, a full adult and he has to take the reins of his own life mm. and really give his best in every way he can to, mm. to leave a legacy behind and to be able to accomplish the things that he first set off, set, set out on doing. You know, and, 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 um, and, you know, whenever someone that you admire or someone that inspires, inspires you passes away and, and young and at such a tragic way, yeah. um, you, you kind of feel this spiritual obligation of doing your best to keep them alive, right. To keep their, yeah. Their, yeah. their way of doing things alive. And I feel like that was, that was really felt, um, during that time and, and, yeah, it was it was really emotional. I mean, we were we were you know, there was a well, lot of stuff that we you know, weren't a- even able to film because it was it was a very emotional moment. Yeah, I mean, talking about these, uh, you, you do, and but at the same time, we do see all these uh, these 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 moments with Neymar, and he opens up his uh, his life to us. I mean, um, I mean. Obviously, he had editorial control, but what input did Neymar have to telling his story? I mean, I like the beginning. He says, well, how do you want it to begin? And I think at the end, you're saying, well, is this the way it's going to end? I mean, it's kind of interesting. He's, he's as he said, he's buying into what this is really about. Uh, but at the same time, you don't pull any punches. I mean, you show you show all the stuff. You show uh, the fact that people were calling him a monster. We've got the whole, you know... It's known as, you know, people have criticized him for a lot of things. You said we, we haven't even really talked too much about it, about the controversy, but there's certainly been a lot of controversy that's followed uh, Neymar over the years. Uh, so how was, how, was that, how was that relationship? Did he, did he and his dad ever try to... Well, there's always a little bit of a pushing back from the subjects, but uh, uh, how, how was that relationship? It was, it was really good. Obviously there were, were moments that, you know, I had to work on helping them, you know, have a leap of faith and, and really yeah. trusting in process in my process. Um, I think through our time together, he understood that he really needed to give, give me everything so I could tell the best story possible you know, I always made it clear, and this is what I do with every project is, mm. you know, the, the boss or the final cut for me personally is the best film. You know, mm. it's the best story. It's the, it's the best way to convey a message or someone's, you know, journey. 
um, on screen. And, and I, I, I believe they, they believed in me, you know, they really believe that, mm. that, that was the boss. That was my ulterior motive. Wasn't, you know, pointing fingers or being, right. you know, sensationalist or it was literally telling the best story mm. and to tell the story, you have to, you have to open the wounds, you know, and you have to bear all. And, and I think, you know, he really did that. And it was funny because I had interviewed him a bunch in several parts of his house. Unfortunately, he's so famous. He can't go out, you know, like yeah. it's, it's very hard, like the security detailing and like for him to go, just go have dinner. It's, it's insane, you know, and to go with a crew is, is mm-hmm. almost impossible. Yeah. So we had to make most of filming him in his house, you know, which in a way it worked out because that's where he can be his true self. Mm. And, um, a point where i kind of had um filmed everywhere and the only place that's off limits in his house even to the people that work with him every day is his bedroom right it's kind of private idaho it's his own universe yeah and i kept manager um you know his his sub manager right his father's right hand man yeah um can we film in his room i think it would be really special like you know we're Mm. this whole intimacy you know getting a look into his room you know it will be great and then, you know, I kept getting no and no and no. And, yeah. and um, you know, for good or for bad, I'm kind of, you know, like a whack-a-mole. You know, I just keep popping up. And and, <laughs> um, and then I think the guy kind of lost his patience and was like, just ask Neymar. You know, he'll, he'll say no. And if he says no, that's it. Yeah. And then I just went up and asked him, asked him and he was like, oh, yeah, sure, let's do it. And then like five minutes later, we were in his bedroom, which had never been filmed before. We're, we're there and you know his yeah. friends were watching but i just thought it would make more sense for him just to do what he always does which is just hang out with his friends and and have yeah. a yeah. candid conversation and we talked for a couple hours you know and and it was really special and then at the very end when we were wrapping up that's when i kind of had the idea just on the spot of asking him how he would open the film you yeah. know and yeah. and then he just a brilliant answer you know, and that really dictated, you know, part of the structure, you know, just that spontaneous moment. And then obviously later in a interview months later, I asked him how he would finish it just so he could have that to be able to create that structure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was, it was a really special moment. Like, right. Like when he, his, I mean, you see it in, in you see it on camera, his eyes kind of light up and, and, and that's one thing that I realized and, and I wish, you know, I don't know if we ever film together again, I would like to explore more. He's a really creative person. Mm. Mm. Like right now in his life, he 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 truly expresses that creativity as a as a player, as an athlete. Yeah. yeah. And you know, you see glimpses of uh, oh, you see glimpses of it on social media, but you know, he's an incredible illustrator. Like he can draw manga like no one. Wow. And the title of the film, you know, he he called me and said, "Hey, I have a I was writing all the titles and I, you know, I, I found some that I thought were good, but nothing really landed yet. And he was like, would you consider the perfect chaos? And I was like, Oh my God, that's, that's genius. I, I really <laughs> was, if it was like, I, yeah. I don't think that would work, but, yeah. but I really encapsulated um, the story we were trying to tell in, in his life. Mm. And yeah, anyways, yeah. His, his creativity is something that um, I feel is, is untapped territory. And, and I believe that, um, especially once he retires, it will really um, start to blossom in his life. Well, that's very interesting because exactly because this is this is a guy as you say who's not even thirty, 
and you're telling the story of his life, but his life's not even, hopefully, not even halfway over yet. You know, it's only a third done, you know, yep. and uh, you could be there for parts uh, two and three, hopefully. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Um, and then, I mean, what's, I, I, I gather, because I've then looked at some trailers and stuff, I, this is a truly uh, international film, isn't it? Because it's, uh, you, you filmed, it's all, it's all in Portuguese and Spanish and French and uh, for us English, English speakers, it's, uh, and there's a bit of English, obviously, with David Beckham and others, but uh, uh, for most of us, us English speakers, we're, we're hearing it dubbed, but for everyone, else, those, those others, it's releasing in the original languages, isn't it, for uh, Brazilian audiences yeah. and stuff like that? Yeah, I mean, you know, what people don't realize in America, and I hope they do while watching this, is that football is the most global sport yeah. ever. Probably the most global form of entertainment, you know? Mm. And 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 Neymar is that is that person. I think even Netflix, like, you know, it's already, you know, getting insane traction, you know, on Twitter yeah. and yeah. on Netflix. Obviously, I don't have the numbers yet, but but just by looking through Twitter you and, and through the media reports, you can see that it's literally everywhere, mm-hmm. you know, like everywhere in the world, they're all, they're all watching this story and, and, and it is a truly global story. And, 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 you know, that's what I really love about Netflix is, you know, whether it's through squid game or, or other properties right. that they right. are able to bring different cultures and different languages and, and, and very unique stories to everyone you know, especially to America. You know, I remember in Brazil, you know, I would literally go three times a week at least to like this little art house theater um, in my hometown. And, 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 and I would watch films from every single country, you know, because they would get all kinds of films. And and in America, that's just not the case. It's, it's very closed off, you know, up until Netflix. I I really think that Netflix um, paved the way. and, And now a bunch of other people are following suit to 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 doing that mm. or when i was growing up in the states you either had to live in a college town or in a certain big cities and you knew the the, the art house you know f- theater that would show these things but otherwise yes you, you would never never have a clue that uh, the these this all this was out there so uh, i think that's a very good point um um no, well, um, hat tip to uh, Netflix, certainly, for, for that. I mean, um, I think we're coming to, um, well, I mean, maybe like, one last thing. I mean, obvious question, but you, you grew up in Brazil. Uh, what does Neymar mean to Brazil? Neymar is a symbol of the divisiveness that Brazil is going through. Um, that's mm. very similar to America. Mm. Um, Tonjo being the famous, you know, musician has a great quote that's um being successful in brazil is a personal offense and i Mm. feel like unfortunately gets a lot of that from people but at the same time he also inspires millions of people there that Mm. that it's possible you know they like like his father likes to call him the possible hero and Mm. i think that he is true to many people yeah it's interesting because i there's a i think it's on netflix as well there's a pele documentary um and there is yeah yeah and i think you went through some similar i mean different time period but you know being what's well, also the sort of the things you hear about michael jordan sometimes you know he wasn't outspoken enough he didn't take sides or whatever and uh um 
it's it's I guess it's a difficult place to be uh, if you're the hero of a country. David, I mean, more in terms of your own um, yourself and your career. Um, I think you've you've mentioned already. You've got this extensive commercial success, literally commercial success. Uh, how did you move into documentaries? That's relatively recent, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I, I want to say since 2014. So, yeah. you know, it's been, oh, it's been a while. Years. Yeah. The documentary world is not, not that long, yeah. but um, you know, it's really about storytelling and filmmaking. My, my, my first creative job ever was as a comic writer. Um, wow. And then because I grew up, you know, lower middle class and, and, you know, quite poor, I had to make yeah. a living. Um, and then I learned that you could make a living and be creative in advertising. And I just kind of mm. stumbled to that career and, and it just, um, you know, really helped me my whole life. And, but my, my goal since the very beginning was to make films, you know, I mean, I, I've, you know, I've been going to film festivals and, and binging, you know, movies, you know, since wow. I was literally, you know, I, I tell this story when I was 12 years old, it was a, one of the worst economic crises in Brazil. And, and, you know, it was my summer vacation and, you know, we couldn't afford to go anywhere or do anything. Um, but my mother, God bless her soul, um, gave me uh, a video membership card to a, to a, to a video club that right. was on the same block house. And I didn't have to cross the streets. So I could walk there. And um, I would watch, um, and, and it had a limit of five films a day. And I watched five films a day. <laughs> For three months straight and that was my 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 first film school yeah. you know and and um yeah and so for me it's it's really um it's very corny and cliche to say this but I'm, I'm really living my dream and and i think um i found the documentary form i think what's happened today and you see it at sundance for example yeah. i think the indie of the 90s has become what documentary filmmaking is now you know, the most exciting, most interesting, mm. most um, daring um, films yeah. told in the independent space are documentaries. And I feel like um, kind of inadvertently, that's how I fell into that. Um, first by, you know, I made this film Mythical Creatures, which was part yeah. of the Sundance New Frontier program. Um, and then Gay Chorus Deep South, you know, yeah. that's really when I fully found my voice um, as a, as a filmmaker. And, and I tried to really um, bring that experience into Neymar and, and really just bring the heart and soul of, of telling a, a human story, which is kind of what I, I feel most comfortable doing and, and mm. what I, I, I love doing the best. Hey, and um, you know, let's, let's face it. Some of the legends of this business also did advertising. Uh, you're not to, you won't be the first one to have gone that route. So, uh, so well done. Um, and what's, what's next for you? Yeah. Um, I'm, 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 I have two projects right now that, um, I'm attached to one where, um, we shot some stuff and we're about to go into full production. Um, it's about, um, social media addiction. Um, okay. uh, and I'm doing with Jigsaw. Uh, I can't say much more about it, but, um, it's, Fair it's enough. a very exciting and important for the times we're living in right now um and then another one that i'm super excited about um and we're in the process of pitching it um is the you know we're doing a film about the dynasty of the golden state warriors um mm. and i'm doing that uh, slam magazine and mandalay um who did the last oh, dance wow. 
Wow. Hopefully we start shooting, but I'm very excited about that. Um, you know, as a, and, as a basketball. Fan. And is there some last dance type footage that's out there? Is that what can you say? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes. Excellent. Wow. Yeah. That could be, uh, well, I think you, uh, I think you're going to be busy. I think you're also going to be uh, successful. So, um, so well done and, uh, Congratulations. And uh, just want to say um, thank you. Thank you so much for coming on to Factual America. It's been a pleasure having you on. Uh, and just remind people, our listeners and watchers, that uh, we've been talking with award-winning director David Charles Rodriguez. The film is, well, docuseries, actually, is Neymar, The Perfect Chaos, out now on Netflix. Check it out. I'd like to give a shout out to Sam and Joe Graves at Intersound Audio in Eskrick, England in deepest, darkest Yorkshire. A big thanks to Nevin Apanovich, podcast manager at Alamo Pictures, who ensures we continue getting great guests onto the show. And finally, a big thanks to our listeners. As always, we love to hear from you, so please keep sending us feedback and episode ideas. You can reach out to us on YouTube, social media, or directly by going to our website, www.factualamerica.com and clicking on the Get In Touch link. And as always, please remember to like us and share us with your friends and family wherever you happen to listen or watch podcasts. This is Factual America, signing off. You've been listening to Factual America. This podcast is produced by Almo Pictures, specializing in documentaries, television, and shorts about the USA for international audiences. Head on down to the show notes for more information about today's episode, our guests, and the team behind the podcast. Subscribe to our mailing list or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Alamo Pictures. Be the first to hear about new productions, festivals showing our films, and to connect with our team. Our homepage is alamopictures.co.uk.